This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This world can often be a very hopeless place. Every day, there's the possibility that a man's highest hopes can be crushed, sometimes never to be revived and never to be fulfilled. The world can be a place where someone's very existence can be threatened, their peace disturbed, and their dreams shattered. But for true godly hope, life itself can often become just an experience filled with emptiness, loneliness, and disappointment. In this powerful four-day teaching entitled, Hope Can Make Your Dreams Come True, Pastor Ray goes deeply into the study of this amazing virtue. The life-giving relationship between hope and faith becomes clear as Pastor explains that faith alone, without hope, is merely hopeless faith, accomplishing nothing. Truly, hope with strong faith has a real positive impact on the fulfillment of our dreams, desires, and inspirations but may require both determination and patience too. Here's Pastor on how hope can make your dreams come true. And hope is the joyful, confident, favorable expectation of things to come. So hope needs to go out ahead of your faith because we know that verse in um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you're going to need some hope in order for your faith to have something to follow or to accomplish. Hope sets the goal and faith goes after the goal. We talked about in the following week, we talked about how uh, some practical things that we need to put into place in order to get to our goals and visions and desires that we have uh, for our future. And some of you remember I gave you four P's, the four P words. One was plan. Planning, again, is the hope, is the vision that you have to put out. You're never going to get anywhere without a plan. You have to have a plan. So the first P was plan. The second P was prepare. Uh, Prepare is the doing stage. It's I do whatever I need to do or have to do in order to get to my dream, vision, or desire. You can't just stay in the planning stage. The planning stage is the dreaming stage. The preparing stage is the action stage. Um, A lot of people are stuck in the dreaming stage. They're dreaming about something and wishing for it or hoping for it, but they've not put any action behind what they're doing, and therefore they're not getting anywhere. So you can't just plan, you have to prepare. Everybody's got a different preparation stage based upon where it is that you're trying to to go or to get to. And whatever it is, you just have to do whatever you have to do. Say that with me, do whatever you have to do, all right? So you plan, you prepare, you pray. You'll never get anywhere if you don't put prayer on the visions and dreams and desires that you have up ahead. The, the, the effectual, fervent prayer, James chapter 5, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. So we know that our prayers are going to bring about a lot of things. Avails much, causes things to happen. So you want to, you want to be a, a prayer, pray about your, your future, and pray about the things that are up ahead. So we're planning, we're preparing, we're praying, and then we have to persevere. We have to hang in there and just keep on going even when sometimes it's hard or difficult. 
So that brought me to the subject that I started to talk to you about last week, which, which was the subject of obstacles. Everybody say obstacles. Because one of the things that I learned, and the truth is, that when you are in pursuit of your dreams and visions and desires and in pursuit of your future, there are always going to be obstacles along the way. And I get, I get tickled um, when I, you know, and it sort of still amazes me a little bit, when people come to me and say, oh, Pastor, you know, I, I hit this bump in the road. I, I hit this, this obstacle. I don't, I, and it tickles me that people are so amazed that you hit an obstacle. Well, the truth of the matter is that if you are going to go somewhere, you are going to hit obstacles along the way. And, and I've found this to be true in my life and in the life of every successful person that I've ever talked to, that there are always obstacles that are going to try to get in your way. Now, the, 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 the truth of it is, first of all, the devil is not going to make it easy for you to see the fulfillment, you know, of your dreams and visions and desires. He doesn't want you to fulfill your future and what it is that you're going for. And I trust that everybody's going for something. Uh, maybe I'm preaching to some people that are just happy about where you are and you don't care about the future and you live, you know, you live day to day. Well, I lived that way and my life, you know, at that point turned out to be a mess. I, I've decided that I've got to do some planning, preparing, praying, and persevering in order to get somewhere. And I've got to learn how to overcome the obstacles that try to get in my way. Obstacles are always going to be there, no matter what. See, every time you hit an obstacle, an obstacle can be all kinds, obstacles can be people, here, I'll get, it could be personalities. It could be money. It could be, you know, whatever, relationships. Obstacles could be fear. It could be all kinds of things. But every time you hit an obstacle, you know, what do you do? You throw your hands up, freak out, blow off a whole bunch of steam. People do that to me all the time. Dump all the problems on me. But, but where are the people that are going to look at the obstacles and come up with ideas on how we can overcome that which stands in our way so that we together can get to a better place? So you have to look at your own life. Are, are you one that freaks out every time you hit an obstacle? Or are you somebody that sees the obstacle and then begins to say, okay, we can, we can get through, we can navigate around this obstacle. We can do something to overcome this which stands in our way so that we can get to a better place. And, and I'll bet you, but I guess my life, you know, I've, like I said, I've hit a lot of obstacles along the way, but I've just not allowed those obstacles to stop me or hinder me. I've stood there sometimes, maybe a little frustrated, maybe a little afraid, maybe not certain of what we're going to do, but I did stand there with this one thing, and this is the word I want to use today, determination. Everybody say determination. Determination Determination to get through this obstacle because this thing, I'm determined to get to my destination. I'm determined to see the fulfillment of my dream and vision and purpose on this earth. And no obstacle is going to deny me access to my future. So the word determination, you you know, people have asked me that along the way. Pastor, if you could just give me a couple of words, tell me what is it? You know, what have you done that has brought you to, or what is the key to your success or to, to the progress that you've been able to make? And I have to say, of course, it's faith and trust in God. That's absolutely. But right next to faith and trust in God is this word determination. You see, when you hit an obstacle, you can't just fold up and say, well, that's the end. You have to find a creative way to overcome the obstacle and get to the other side of this thing. Otherwise, you may just compromise your vision compromise your future, compromise the blessings of God, or compromise your destiny in life. And one of the tests 
And one of, the, one of the tests to your determination is when you hit an obstacle, what do you do? Do you fold up, close up, die out, run away, you know, whatever, give up, throw up your hands in frustration? Or do you begin to look at that obstacle and say, there is a way through this thing. We're going to figure it out with God's help. You can test, you can tell, and you see, see what I do is I, sometimes I, I've done this in times, throw, throw somebody uh, a challenge and see how they respond to the challenge. I can tell immediately if that person is going to be on my team and be able to work with me or not. Put them somewhere else, put them, you know, doing something, maybe they can rake leaves or, or water the garden, but they're certainly not going to be on the team that's going to move this thing to the next level because I need people around me and you need people around you that can have some determination to get through the challenges so that you can get to the next level and the next place of blessing in your life. So, So determination, I believe, is what God is looking for in the lives of his sons and daughters, and he is going to reward it and reward it wonderfully. Now, last week we talked about, if you were here, we talked about the four Uh, men that carried the uh, paralytic who was lying on a bed because he couldn't walk under his own power. And they went to the house where Jesus was with expectation to get their friend into the house so that their friend could be healed. And, um, well, you know, we could really fit this story into my word determination because these guys were not going to be turned away. They found a ladder, climbed up on the roof, found some tools, dug a hole in the roof, you know, got some rope, lowered their friend down right in front of Jesus. And Jesus looked up and and looked at all of this, what would seem like destructive behavior, he looked up and he said, he saw, he said, the Bible says, when he saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, get up and walk. So Jesus saw what we would, or others, or religious people would perceive as destructive behavior. He saw it as determination. Yeah. He saw it as faith, yeah. and he rewarded it accordingly. Amen. Let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 19. And some of, the, some of the activity of some men and women of the Bible that really highlights this word determination that we're talking about today. So Luke 19, and I'm going to say it again, you're never going to get anywhere if you don't have any determination. You've got to have determination. You have to already have in your mind, we're not quitting, we're getting through this thing. Right. All right? So let's see um, some of these accounts. Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, and let's go uh, verse number 1. And it says, then Jesus, entered, um, then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And we know this man had a tremendous conversion. Now, um, what you have to realize, let's just look at it from this perspective, is that Zacchaeus was a tax collector. That means that he was a dirty, filthy, stinking crook. (laughs) And most of the people that he was standing amongst in that particular moment were people that he probably robbed from or robbed. He probably took money from them. Look at the, just look at this first thing, but look at the boldness that this man had to even show up at a crowd of people who, you know, a mob of people who he probably has stolen from or robbed 
in some way because he was... And now you also have to understand that tax collectors of that day were the most despised and hated people because of their crookery and all the stuff that they did. They stole and robbed and cheated people. So they were despised. Look at the gumption. Look at the audacity that this man had to even show up in a crowd. They could have killed him. They could have stoned him. It would be like, it would be like the winning team um, you know, having a victory party and people, members of the opposing team, coming with the opposing team's jerseys and showing up in the middle of this crowd, they'd be saying, like, what the heck are you doing here? You're despised. You don't belong here. This is our victory party. That's right. So this, this man, Zacchaeus, was in the midst of this gang of people who really weren't happy to see him. Now, his second challenge was that he was short of stature. I know all about being short of stature. <laughs> and I can understand the challenge that he had trying to see through the crowd like you know so I haven't been to the theater in a while I love going to the theater Broadway but I always try to get on the first mezzanine the first row the reason why is because inevitably every time I go to a theater I always get some big fat head person sitting in front of me <laughs> so he hit an obstacle he gets to the crowd He's probably, it doesn't say it in the word, but they were probably like, Zacchaeus, what are you doing here? They probably actually created a line, a barrier of people just to prevent him from seeing because he was despised and hated. They didn't want anything to do with him. Like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. But so he had that obstacle. He had the obstacle of being too short and there's a big crowd and he couldn't see. And now, now I just, now he runs up a sycamore tree, but I'm gonna, let me just submit this to you. This man was determined. I guarantee you there were more short people that couldn't see over the heads of the people in front of them. I understand the challenge. There are a lot of short people in this world, whether you think so or not. There are a lot of us that are in this world. And there are a lot, a lot of other short people that were probably in that crowd that could not see. But this man was so determined to see Jesus and to, to, to get the master's attention that he was the only one of the group that used some ingenuity and said, if I can't see over the crowd, then I'm going to go up above the crowd and stand in the trees. He did something that was outrageous and uncommon. Come on, somebody in this house. He, He didn't let the obstacle stand in his way. As a matter of fact, he took the obstacle and he turned it into something positive. Yeah. He said, if, I, if I'm not tall, I'll make myself tall. I'll get in a tree and I'll stand above all the tall people. I like that. See, we short people have got to really be on our feet. Hallelujah. Because it's a tall world out there. It's a tall world. You see. Hallelujah. Are you all with me? So this man had something called determination, so much so that when Jesus is walking by, he's not even paying attention to anybody else. He sees Zacchaeus up in the tree, and he calls him by name and says, come on down here. I'm going to your house today for lunch. He's the only one that got Jesus' attention, and that proves to me that when when you're determined and you're willing to not allow the obstacle to deny you and to refuse you access... Jesus perceives that as tremendous faith and it gets his attention. He was the only one that got called called to to have, have, uh, have a meal with Jesus that day. So you see, he didn't allow the obstacle that was before. Now most people, it's like, like here at church, uh, you drive onto a, a busy parking lot and uh, you think, oh dear God, let's just turn around and go to the diner and have some pancakes because there's too many people there. No determination. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll go to church this week, but, you know, it's always crowded over there. Let's go find, you know, let's go somewhere else where it's like no determination. And people have such a lack of determination. We have such a quitting 
quitter spirit. So many people are defeated even before they get started. They have no, you have to be determined yeah. to get somewhere. You have to have determination. You have to want it. You have to go for it. And you have to view every obstacle as something that will be overcome. We will not, I will not allow this obstacle to stop me in pursuit of getting my dreams and desires and visions to come to pass in my life. That's right. That's right. And some people, all they do is look at the obstacle. You don't see beyond. See, the one way you're going to get through an obstacle is that you've got to keep your focus on what lies beyond that obstacle. You have to keep your focus on the vision. You have to keep your focus on the finish line. You have to see it. And if you keep your eye on it, it'll help you to rise above and to get through the obstacles of life. Is this helping anybody? or is this, is this right? so, so Jesus rewarded Zacchaeus because of his unusual behavior, because of his determination. He wasn't going to be turned away. He was determined to see Jesus, so much so that he climbed a tree and went above everybody else and got the master's attention. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. All right. So let's look at another, another uh, example from the Word of God. I love, these stories just excite me because I'm a man of determination, and I know, you see, I know that my determination pleases God. God does not bless, listen, listen to me. God does not bless laziness and slothfulness and recklessness where we're just going to sit back and life's going to pass me by. Que sera, sera. Well, that's not the way it ought to be. You have been created by God to succeed. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants you to have the abundant life, but it's going to take your determination in faith to overcome the obstacles that will come along the way because obstacles are inevitable. Yeah. You will always have an obstacle, yeah. people obstacles. You'll have, uh, you know, physical obstacles, money obstacles, all kinds of emotional. You will always have an obstacle, but Jesus does not bless people who just sit back. And see, you look at people and say, oh, you know, look at them. They, you know, they, they've done well. They're, they, and get jealous and get offended. Don't get offended. You know, it's like my saying, don't take offense. Take lessons brother, sister. I guarantee you, people that get somewhere are people of determination. People that will not quit. People that will not throw in the towel, will not say, you can't be done. I I can't stand that when people tell me something can't be done. When you tell me it can't be done, I will find a way for it to get done. So let's look at this next next story in um, Luke's Gospel, chapter 18, verse 35. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before him warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when they had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. So now, you know, actually it was the same, the same parade, I believe, because this flows right into the story of Zacchaeus, but, but we're reading it backwards, but that's okay. But in any event, so here's this blind man who's sitting on the side of the road begging, 
And this company of people comes walking across and they're all talking and mumbling. He said, what's going on? What's the meaning of this? What's going on? What's all this? He can't see a thing, but he hears all this stuff going on. And they said, well, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So obviously this blind man had heard of the miracles that Jesus was doing. And he's thinking to himself, he's got a vision. If I could get to Jesus, I could get my healing. But he had an obstacle. He was blind. He could not get himself to Jesus. So he came up with a creative idea. If I can't get to Jesus, I'll call Jesus to come to me. And he begins to shout on the top of his lungs, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David. And he's shouting on the top of his lungs so much so that the people around him quiet him down and tell him to be quiet. Let me teach you something right here. There are two kinds of voices you have to be careful of. The voices on the outside and the voices on the inside. The voices on the outside are trying to shut. The man is just trying to get his healing. The man is just trying to get well. He's shouting. Let me tell you what. Not everybody that's walking along with you in life is gonna, is gonna, is gonna, come on, is gonna be happy about your determination to get to your vision and your destination and get the blessings in your life. You see it. If the, you see, not everybody's going to be excited. That's why you got to be very careful of the voices that you allow into your life. You got to be very careful what you allow people to speak into your life. This man refused to allow the voices of the naysayers hold him back, the religious ones, the ones that you're making too much noise, you're upsetting the, the, the quiet and the silence of this perception, and, and, and you're getting in the way. And this man would not pay attention. He's going to get, he is determined to get Jesus' attention. The more they tell him to be quiet, the more he shout. Now, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He was willing to do something radical that was uncommon and unacceptable in order to get to his destination. He cries out and, and they shut him up. And Jesus stands still in the midst of this because he hears the voice crying. And he turns to him and he says, what is it that you want me to do for you? And the man replied like he needed to ask, right? He replied because just, just Jesus wanted to hear it from him. He wanted to use his faith. He wanted him to, to respond. He wanted him to ask. And he said, I want my sight. He, he said, receive your sight. He received his sight. And Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Yeah. So again, we see that this radical behavior... This determined spirit, this determined attitude, this determination that refused to see. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you're not careful, folks, you're going to try to, be, you're going to, try to blend in and go with the flow. You're never going to go anywhere if you go with the flow. Now, now under, understand, I'm not teaching rebellion here. You understand what I'm saying? But if you just do, you know, that saying, I know I keep using it, it's probably cliche and it's probably worn out, but it's so great. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always have what you've always had. If you always go with those you go, you'll always be like the ones you go with. There you go. You got to you got to you got to get you got to get into the into the company of some radicals. You got to get into the into the company of some determined people who have a destination, who refuse to be denied, who look at obstacles as opportunities to show the glory and the power of God. Look at obstacles as something to be seized and to be taken down and not something to cause me to become afraid and run away. Glory to God. So, so this, this blind man, the, the more they told him to shut up, the more he was yelling, the more he was screaming. Like, see, that's the way we ought to be. The more people tell you, ain't going to happen. You know, you, you hit an obstacle and the devil starts, oh, you, you, you've done it now. I've been there. 
I've been there. Anybody been there? You hit the obstacle, the devil starts talking. You're done now. It's over. Thanks for listening to More Than Conquerors on WMCA. This is Phil Boyce, Senior VP for Salem Media Group. We love our local ministries, and now more than ever, churches need your support. If you've been blessed by Pastor Ray's message, would you consider donating to their ministry? In exchange for your gift of $10 or more, Pastor Ray will send you a copy of Heaven is a Real Place, a three-CD message you have probably never heard preached before about what God says heaven is really like. To donate, just go to livingwordchurch.org or mail a check to P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. That's P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to tune in to WMCA Mondays through Fridays at 2 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. for more than conquerors. Or visit livingwordchurch.org on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for their online streaming service. And now a final message from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.